Good evening, We Know Fantasy fans, and welcome to a special Thursday night betting edition of the Contributors Podcast. This is Justin. I'll be hosting this evening, and I'm joined by my We Know Fantasy teammates, Cody and Captain Nate. Guys, how's it going this evening? It is going great. I'm sitting back watching a little bit of baseball this evening. My Braves are on, so hoping they can get a win here tonight, take that 3-1 NLCS lead. Well, All about I'm it. not watching baseball because I'm a Phillies fan, so my sorrow began long ago <laughs> for the <laughs> season after a, a lot of hopes and dreams were shot down by the performance of that bullpen especially. But on top of that, I'm you know happy to be here for this uh, you know special betting edition that you know first of its kind really here on the We Know Fantasy uh, podcast network. Well, awesome to have you both. So as we mentioned, this is a special edition of the usual Thursday night podcast featuring some preferred betting suggestions for the upcoming week six slate in the NFL. Guys, before we get started into our content tonight, how about reminding the folks where they can find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Awesome. Thanks, fellas. And you can find me on Twitter at JFHornets25. Just a reminder, you can get your fill from the We Know Fantasy team all week with our daily lineup. On Mondays, we have the waiver wire wish list. Tuesdays, you get the first segment of Samuels versus Schlanger. Wednesday night, join Nate in the fro for our longest running pod. On Thursday nights, you get this here contributors podcast. Friday, the second segment comes at you from Samuels and Schlanger. Saturday, the mechanic hosts our DFS special, and then you can kick off Sunday live on the Twitch channel with Brian. Twitch.tv slash We Know Fantasy. Find We Know Fantasy on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the web at WeKnowFantasy.com. So tonight, our content will include a single bet on point spread, the money line, an over-under, and a dart throw teaser or parlay to increase your winning odds. Before that, we have some blockbuster news in the Le'Veon Bell watch. If you have not seen, the rich have once again gotten richer as the Kansas City Chiefs have signed Bell, adding to their arsenal of weapons. Cody, let's lead off with you. What are your thoughts? Well, my initial thoughts here were that Le'Veon Bell is going to probably one of the better situations that he could have landed himself in. He gets himself out of the Adam Gase black hole of an offense and finds himself in Kansas City where Andy Reid just is a a play-making, play-calling machine over there. He knows how to get the ball in his playmaker's hands, how to take advantage of his playmaker's so I love the move for Le'Veon Bell. And then the second thing you got to kind of think about is the rookie, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He hasn't been bad this year for fantasy. I believe he's the RB12 in PPR scoring. But I think he's going to take a little bit of a hit here. He's obviously going to lose some work to Le'Veon Bell. And uh, then the other guys in that backfield, uh, Darrell Williams, Darwin Thompson, you can absolutely forget about those guys. They're not going to have any kind of value anymore. So... Yeah, I think it's it's good for Bell. It's probably a little bit of a hit to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but uh, in all, I, I like the move for the Chiefs. I like the move for Le'Veon Bell. I think uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be something to watch. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely something to watch there. Uh, prior to this podcast kicking off here, Cody actually busted out an article quick on our website, weenofans.com, uh, breaking down his take on that. So uh, be sure to follow us, you know, on social media so you can find out when, uh, you know, breaking articles like that uh, come on scene. But anyhow, yeah, I'm with you. I think Bell actually gets a big boost here in, in fantasy value. I think he's now a 
borderline wide receiver to value catches that ball to the backfield from Patrick Mahomes is going to be a nightmare for opposing defenses. We saw what, you know, Kareem Hunt did in the past there and absolutely killed it. Um, you know, CH hasn't had much of a passing um, presence there, pass catching presence to uh, for say uh, Cody said he's not struggling. It's just not, you know, he was a first round type of selection. So you're, you're expecting the top five, top six running back of potential out of this guy. And you're just not getting it right now. Uh, and you're not going to get it moving forward with Le'Veon Bell on that team for a one-year thing. Don't worry if you're a dynasty owner because CEH will be back next year to take Del Reigns over there. But for this year, you might have to, you know, tamper your expectations for, uh, you know, week six and on because Le'Veon Bell is still an elite talent in this league despite what you want to believe. New York Jets really couldn't do anything with him because, for one, you had Adam Gase. Two, you had one of the worst defensive lines in the league. Three, they're playing from behind every game. Four, the defense is bad. Want me to keep going because I can there's a lot going on there, but Bell's still an elite talent and, you know, put him on one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL. And uh, it's going to be a nightmare uh, for opposing opposing players. And uh, those who have Le'Veon Bell on your roster, you're going to uh, be pretty happy moving forward, in my opinion. Yeah, so I can't disagree with you guys on this. I hate this move as a Chargers fan because it just gets another weapon in that already stout offense of Kansas City. Um, I think this really does hit. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I think he's got another week because obviously Bell will come in late this week. I don't even know if he'll actually be able to do anything with the team as he's got to, you know, he'll clear his COVID tests and all that stuff. Um, I think this really put CEH back in an RB2 conversation because it, his floor was really from catching the ball a little bit. He, you know, he, like Nate said, he hadn't done a whole lot, but he was definitely um, catching the ball, giving you a good floor as you're running back, and he's going to lose that. Um, it, it really is going to be a dice roll every week of who is going to score out of this backfield once Le'Veon gets in and learns the offense a little bit. So I think it's a wait and see. Both of them are still going to be playable assets for sure. Um, it's very interesting. So with that, we you know we got to talk about the other side. So I want to get you guys' take on the fight in Adam Gases. What do you think happens in New York? Yeah, the Jets, uh, Frank Gore is going to be the guy here for now. <laughs> Uh, somehow, <laughs> um, so uh, so I don't know. I I mean I don't love Frank Gore. I'm not gonna go out and add him anywhere. I don't think uh, you saw Le'Veon Bell can't do anything in that <laughs> offense. So so how do you really expect Frank Gore to? But a guy I'm really intrigued to see, actually, believe it or not, is Lamichael P. Ryan, the fourth round rookie pick out of Florida. I was a uh, relatively high on him coming into the league he ended up on the jets which you know obviously that then uh, takes away a little excitement but but i really am excited to see what he can do if if he's able to get some opportunities maybe not necessarily as far as fantasy impact for this year but the jets you feel like are going to want to see what they have here with lamichael p ryan so they know how much draft capital they have to spend or or free agent money they're going to have to spend in the offseason to bring somebody into play running back next year so they're going to want to see what they have with P. Ryan, and I'm definitely interested to see what he can bring to the table for the Jets' offense. Yeah, you got it right there. Uh, Frank Gore, 97 years old. You know, this is the future team. Of course, he's still going to get double touches each game just because there's no one else to get those touches. Sam Darnold's out for a little bit longer. So you have Joe Flacco, an 0-5 team. They have to see what P. Ryan can do. You don't invest. You know, fourth round isn't a crazy high investment, but it's still an investment. It's not like it's a seventh or an undirected free agent you're throwing in there. This is a guy that was, you know, sought after out of college, had a great uh, college career there in the SEC, Florida uh, specifically. I'm excited to see what he can do. But again, (laughs) 
it may be uh, one of those things where you throw him to the Wolves here, the Jets, and you know may stunt his career if anything. But again, they're going to have to see what they have here, uh, play their youth, youthful players, and, and hopefully we're going to see a little bit of P ride moving forward. Right. I mean, I mean that's the realistic thing. I mean, we all know that realism doesn't ha- doesn't happen too much in New York under Adam Gase. You know, in my opinion, I feel like you've got to see what old Michael P. Ryan's ha- got. Um, I think it's going to be a 50-50 share, if I had to say. In PPR leagues, I'm kind of interested in P. Ryan in 12 and maybe 14-team leagues because he might give you a, a pretty good floor. I'm thinking Bilal, Bilal Powell in that offense with the Jets. He's going to be their primary pass catcher. Frank Gore's not going to catch the ball out of the backfield, so P. Ryan's going to be that guy. He might give you you know some stuff especially through the bye weeks where you can run him out as an rb2 or a flex edition if you've got him in your lineup so that's enough about the jets let's get into the real thing i'm really excited about this this podcast tonight with us really getting into some betting content here with we know fantasy we hope you guys like it so with that let's kick it off cody and let's go into our single game against the point spread who you going with this weekend all right against the point spread this weekend i have the pittsburgh steelers minus three and a half versus the Cleveland Browns. You can get that four minus one ten. and Pittsburgh's on a four game win streak here. They've been playing really well lately. The offense looks like it's really clicking. Uh, Chase Claypool came out of nowhere last week and delivered a, a great fancy performance for anybody that happened to have him in their lineup, you know? Uh, so I really like uh, what they've been doing lately. And I know Cleveland is, has been just as hot. They've also won four in a row, but I kind of look at the, the teams that Cleveland has beat over these last couple weeks, Washington, Dallas, Cincinnati, nobody really that stands out to me. And I also look at the Browns roster here. They're banged up right now on offense. And they're going to be facing a real tough Steelers defense. But you got Nick Chubb out. Uh, Baker Mayfield is has a rib issue. OBJ is on the injury report. Landry, Jarvis Landry's on the injury report. Kareem Hunt's on the injury report this week. These guys are banged up on offense, so... I expect the majority of those guys to play, but if uh, I don't know, it's it's a tough division game. I just feel good about the Steelers at minus three and a half. Hate to disagree with you here, Cody, but I think the Browns win outright here. Uh, you know, we we know that the Steelers on paper have a fantastic defense. You know, they have all the parts to make them that. But you know, last week they allowed twenty nine to the Eagles. Week before, twenty one to the uh, Texans and twenty one to the Broncos and. 16 to the Giants so far this season. Of course, they had the one game that was uh, postponed due to uh, a COVID situation. I know they're winning these games handily. They're winning them by double digits. But this is, uh, again, they haven't played a team of the Browns caliber. A 4-1 Browns team that all fits on fire. I think they've scored over 35 points in three of their last four games. Uh, they're just they're just playing well. The defense is good. Miles Garrett is you know probably leading the defensive player of the year talks. I know T.J. Watt could be in that conversation, too, for the Steelers, but, you know, Miles Garrett's on a, a different level. Uh, their secondary is playing well. Things are clicking there in uh, Cleveland. I think this is a, you know, this might be a little trap game if you want to take the Steelers here. But, um, yeah, I, I I just feel like this is the Browns game to, to, to take. Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of going to go with Cody here. I looked at this game hard. You know, the one thing is division game. A lot of those games can come down to the wire. But like you said, they are very banged up in Cleveland. Ben has looked pretty well, pretty good. He's got a lot of weapons in his arsenal. I think they'll get the ball out in space to Connor some. They've got a lot of running backs in that running back room. Um, I like this bet here. So just to remind everyone, 
These are DraftKings spreads, and at one minus one ten, that means you're betting. If you bet a hundred, you're winning ninety one dollars. So just to throw that out there, Nate, let's see what you got on yours. All right, I'm going to go with one of the bigger spreads this uh, week. I'm taking the Bengals at plus seven and a half at the Colts. Get that at plus three hundred um, or minus three hundred. Apologize there, but uh, yeah, so that's what you're getting there. The Bengals are, you know, a hot offense. They're they're playing well. Uh, last week, of course, wasn't the best of performances there against the Ravens. But, you know, we've seen them put up 33 against the Jags, uh, you know, 23 against the Eagles, 30 against the Browns so, thus far this season. You know, the Colts are uh, a good defense. There's nothing wrong about that. But their offense really – am I talking about – yeah, yeah. Their offense really isn't uh, as what, you know, we would like to see. You know, last week they lost the Browns 23-32. to uh, they they edged the Bears by eight points. Of course, they blew at the Jets, but I could blow at the Jets with my uh, with my kids and myself. Um, <laughs> beat the Vikings and stuff. But yeah, I just don't think uh, at seven and a half that's a touchdown plus. Um, I just don't think uh, the the Colts have that in them to slow down the Joe Burrow hot offense. Tyler Boyd's clicking. You know uh, they're starting to get Joe Mixon involved. The defense is a little bit better than we would assume. This is a big amount of points, and uh, you know these are the kind of games you look forward to towards. I guess you'd say. When it comes to betting, just because there's so many points in the air, it's not like we're picking the Jets here or or, uh, or another bad team at 7.5. The Bengals are not a bad team, and they're just a real young team that's getting better each week. So 7.5 points, I just have to take them in this one. Yeah, you like the points here at plus 7.5. Just a small correction there. It would be at a, at a minus 110 if you're taking all 7.5, 7 in that hook. You love the hook as a better there. Um, the, the Bengals are looking pretty, they're looking pretty good to start the year. Right. So my one thing on this game is if Geno Atkins can potentially play, I haven't seen any of the practice reports this week to potentially slow that Colts run game down, maybe make Philip Rivers put it in the air. And we all know what happens when Philip Rivers puts it in the air. This Bengals team can keep this game close and this, this could be a good bet and pay off some money. Yeah, this is a close one for me. You know, Joe Burrow, rookie quarterback facing a pretty stout defense could be a little bit of a problem, but Phil Rivers and the Colts offense just hasn't been able to score points this year. So I, I do like the Bengals, uh, the Bengals side here is, I feel like it's going to be close at that seven and a half, you know, you're going to have to have more than a touchdown. So yeah, it, it's close, but I think I'm leaning Bengals on this one as well. Awesome. So I'm going to come in with my pick on the point spread with Kansas city minus four at Buffalo. And that's coming off also at a minus one ten. again, that's betting a hundred when in 91, I'm going with this strictly off of history here. The chiefs are five and three against the spread after a loss with Patrick Mahomes. The chiefs are also 11 and five, 11, five and one against the spread on the road with Mahomes. Buffalo's on a short week. They looked rough against the Titans on Tuesday night. Casey has Breland back so they can hopefully stick some some of that passing game and, and hold it down a little bit we'll see what they do against derrick henry this kansas city defense has given up a little bit on the run which would be the only thing that worries me but i think kansas city gets back on the winning streak here yeah i love this one as well kansas city coming off a loss is going to be out for revenge on on the, the bills tonight and the bills allowed i think it was 42 points to the titans on tuesday night football so uh yeah, I, I like the Chiefs here, minus four. I think they could easily do that. Yeah, you're getting no debate out of me here. I was just blown out by, you know, the Titans are a good team, but their offense isn't one that's going to hang 40 on most teams, and this Bills team supposedly is a good defense. So uh, this four-point spread is uh, is not enough, in my opinion, to keep the Chiefs in check. 
Awesome. So that closes out our point spread. Cody, let's kick it off with the money line bet. What's your lock? Yeah, my money line bet straight up here is the Washington football team to beat the New York Giants. You can get that at plus 130 right now. The Giants have looked bad this year. They've scored less than 17 points in four of five games on offense. And you look at the the game, I think, is going to come down to play in the trenches here. You look at the Washington defensive line, they're sixth in the league in sacks. They have 15 sacks on the opposing quarterback in five games. The New York Giants, they've allowed the fourth most sacks in the league. Daniel Jones has been sacked 16 times in five games. If that defensive line can get pressure like I assume they're going to, it's going to be tough for Daniel Jones to get out there and find his weapons and and really make a big impact on the game. Giants, you got to remember, too, playing without Saquon Barkley, so that's one of the better players on the offense not there. Um, I just think it's going to be hard for the Giants to get anything going. It's going to be hard for them to move the ball. So I'm going to go with Washington here in the upset at plus 130. Yeah, uh, you know, I disagree with your last pick, but I'm going to agree with you here. I like Washington. I like what this football team does. Yeah, no pun intended there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love their defense, what they've been able to build there. And the Giants just uh, are an awful offensive team, you know, up there with the Jets in terms of, you know, one of the worst offensive teams in the league. Uh, but, yeah, this is a this is a safe bet for me, and I think uh, Washington takes this one pretty handily. Yeah, you're not going to get much argument from me either. On a money line bet, I'm typically looking for some positive money. So there's, there's positive 130, something I can really get a little bit better odds on. That Washington front should really get after Daniel Jones. He obviously had some fumble issues last year, so we could see what happens um, if they get some sacks, maybe a strip. Um, I like this pick here. Good pick. Yes, sir. All right, so I'll take my money line now. So I'm taking the opposite of Cody's spread here. I'm taking the Browns at plus 165 at the Steelers. I said what I said about that game. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Browns this season. I like what they do, a bounce team and offensive defense, increase that offensive line a bit. So I like what's going on there. And uh, you know, like I said, I already said what I said about this game. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I don't. I like this. Obviously, I like this for the plus one sixty five. I think the Steelers. I, I, I actually think the Steelers do win this game. But for what you're taking in a money line to get this positive points, the, the positive money line, you know, you can't really go wrong with it. If the Browns come out and can establish some run against the Steelers defense, they can make it a long day in Pittsburgh. So I can't. You know, you can't really go wrong with it. Yeah, I spoke my piece on this one as well uh, already. So. Uh, yeah, I think Pittsburgh ultimately wins this game, in my opinion. I They're they're hot right now. They look good. And uh, tough division game. I just expect the Steelers to get the job done. Absolutely. So I'm going to go in with Dallas on the money line bet at plus 106 at home against Arizona. We all saw the awful uh, injury from Dak Prescott. I think this Galvin, I think that galvanizes this team. They're not going to want to drop a home game after something like that happens. Andy Dalton came in, led them on a, on a final drive there to get a game-winning field goal. Um, I, you know, I really just think Dallas comes in and they can run the ball um, pretty easily on this Arizona team that's already lost Chandler Jones for the year. Uh, I like Dallas at home this weekend. Yeah, I don't hate the bet here at plus 106, but I don't think Dallas is going to get the win. I think it's going to be harder than than people are anticipating for Andy Dalton to come in and and really pick up with where Dak left off. And the Arizona offense is just so good. The, the whole NFC West is just really good right now. And, well, 
maybe not the 49ers right now. now. Hey, Sorry, come on, Nate, but, come on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the NFC West is so good, and Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, I just feel like it, they're going to have a fuel day against this Dallas defense. So I, I'm going to go against you here, Justin. I like Arizona in this game. I like it. I like the I like the debate on bets for sure. All right, so let's go into our total points. Cody, who you got this week? Yeah, total points this week. I have Baltimore at Philly, and I've got that over 47 and a half points. You can get that from minus 110. Philadelphia has scored at least 23 points in each of the last three games, despite their offensive woes and lack of weapons and Carson Wentz not really being a very good fantasy quarterback this year. Uh, they've been still still been able to put up a few points, and I like the potential for them uh, this week here with the Ravens, another team that has scored 30, at least 30 points three times this season. So you got two teams here that have been able to score. I think you haven't seen that Ravens offense explode like they have last year yet. I think this is a game that they could do that. And if that's the, the case, then I think the points are a good bet here to go over. 47 and a half, not a uh, spectacularly high line. So I'm going to go over in the Ravens and Eagles and hope this is an offensive uh, offensive show by both teams. Yeah, you know, before we got on here, I had two two uh, selections here for this this uh, part of the podcast, and I, I went between the two until I saw that Cody had this one, so I went my other one. But that one just instantly jumped off the line at me, 47 and a half. That's not a lot of points. That's, you know... 26 out of one team and 22 out of the other. And, and then like, like Cody said, out of a Baltimore and, a, and an Eagles offense, it seems real low for me for something. But, you know, Vegas always knows something that we don't uh, in terms of uh, betting. That's why they're still Thanks. in existence out there. <laughs> so, like, I want to I hammer this down and, and take this bet. But something's weird about this, and honestly. Yeah, you know, I don't have the data point in front of me, but it was something around 60 or 65%, maybe even higher of the game. The over has been very good for betters this year in the NFL games. I mean, teams have been scoring a ton of points. This is a lower spread for this game. The one thing I I would, you know, the only caution I would have is the only way I think Philly has a chance in this game is to keep Lamar Jackson off the field, if at all possible, and potentially keep this a low-scoring game. Other than that, I think it's, for you know, I would probably hammer this over. So let's go with Nate here. So if you didn't go with Baltimore-Philly, what you got on the over-under? All right, I'm going to take the under in the Texans at Titans game. I know we just saw the Titans take uh, put like 42 against the uh, against the Bills, and this is only 53 points. So they'd be, you know, what is that, 11, 12 points away from uh, already doing that. But it, it, they're not going to do that again. This offense is not built to hang a ton of points. Um, you know, no one expected them to do that, especially not practicing for like two weeks uh, due to the you know breakout and COVID. There, the Texans are a team that. You know, their offense is powerful, but they just aren't hanging a ton of points. So we're at 53 here. You know, this is an ideal to take, but um, the Texans haven't scored. They scored 31 so far this season, and they scored, you know, 23, 28, 16 before. So it's not unrealistic here that, you know, this Texans team doesn't, you know, go over 30, and this Titans team, you know, uh, isn't made, like I said, to score a ton of points. So I like the under in this one. So I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one only because I think this one's really going to be a shootout. I think the Texans kind of took the cap off as they got Bob O'Brien out or Bill O'Brien out of that 
locker room last week, and we saw that they were able to put some points up. Obviously, Deshaun still turned the ball over twice, so that's always a possibility, and this Titans defense did play well on Tuesday night. I'm just expecting a shootout here, and for my own fantasy purposes, I'm hoping for a shootout, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'd go over here. I'm on your side here, Nate, with the under. The Titans defense, I feel like, has been very underappreciated this year. That front seven is really good, and they took a, an explosive Bills offense Tuesday night, and they were able to kind of shut down what anything that they could produce uh, offensively. So uh, the Texans, they don't have a great offensive line, if I if I uh, remember correctly. So uh, the I Titans, yeah, I feel like they can get to Watson, and they can make him scramble, and they can make him uncomfortable. And uh, I, I just feel good about the under hitting here in potentially low-scoring game. You know, with the Titans as well, you always have Derrick Henry. He's going to get the ball 20, 25 times, and that's going to run clock off. So I like the under in this game. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and they get Jeffrey Simmons back. So I, I see where you guys are coming yeah. from for sure. So I'm going to go Minnesota versus Atlanta under 54 and a half. And my main thing for taking this is Matt Ryan has not gotten it done the last two weeks. He hasn't thrown a touchdown in the last two weeks. And I especially love this and will hammer this bet if Julio Jones is not on the field. That's really the only breakdown I have here. If Julio's not out there, I don't expect this game to be very high scoring. Easy enough. Yeah, no uh, no passing touchdowns from Matt Ryan either the last two weeks he looks like a different guy out there when julio jones isn't on the field so yeah i like that if uh i like the under if julio jones is out for sure yeah i'll uh no disagree for me here i don't like uh this falcons team especially again julio you know has been anticipated this play the last four weeks and just hasn't yet so something's uh going on more there than we we know of so i like that too Awesome. So the last thing that we're going to do here for you guys tonight is we're going to talk about a teaser or a parlay. And for folks that aren't like typical or casual or casual betters, they don't bet all every week. A teaser would be something that you're going to you're going to move a spread six points. It's going to up your your odds a little bit. It's not going to up your odds like a parlay would with both a teaser and a parlay. Every game you pick has to hit. Our guys tonight, we're giving you two parlays and one teaser, and there's four teams on each. So you've got to win each of these four games. So, Cody, let's go ahead and jump it off with yours. All right. So I used most of what I had uh, already talked about earlier. I got Pittsburgh minus three and a half against Cleveland. I have Washington plus two and a half at Giants. And I've got Baltimore uh, and Philly money line. So switch that up a little bit. I went Baltimore to beat Philly. And then my fourth pick here in the parlay is Atlanta plus four at Minnesota. We just talked about that game uh, with Justin's uh, uh, point total pick there. And I think Atlanta can maybe keep it close. I think this is going to be a game where both teams, it's going to be either both teams struggle or both teams are going to be able to find a groove and take advantage of each other's weak defenses. So I like Atlanta to stay within that four point cushion and if that would happen to hit my odds on that are plus 820 so i like those odds for that uh four leg parlay there <laughs> yeah that's not bad at all uh no you know the only thing i disagree with, again is that cleveland game but you know besides that i have to go uh pretty chalk from there 
Yeah, I mean, plus plus eight twenty again. That's betting a hundred. You win an eight twenty. Um, I love taking chances here. Um, you can easily throw these throw these parlays out here. Bet five ten bucks and, and potentially hit something to give you a big payday. So, no, no debates. What about you, Nate? All right, I'm gonna swing for the fences here. Why not? Go big or go home. You know what they say. <laughs> so I'm of course going the Bengals and the Colts, or Bengals at plus seven and a half at Colts. We talked about that already. I'm gonna go with Texans uh, plus three and a half at Titans. Already spoke about that. New to this uh, podcast, I guess we have the Dolphins uh, at or minus nine and a half versus the Jets. After what they did to the 49ers, uh, I don't think the Jets can hang <laughs> within ten points of this team. Uh, so there's that. And then I have the Packers, uh, minus one at Tampa. You know, I could even change that to the Packers money line at Tampa. Um, this Aaron Rodgers led team is hot. Uh, this Tom Brady led team is not. So, uh, this gives you plus 1250. So that's why I said you're swinging for the fences here. Uh, these are what I like to do when I do parlays. Like uh, Justin just said, you can bet a few bucks and, uh, if all the, your stars align and things fall into place, uh, you can walk away with a decent payday and a, a lot of bragging rights. Yeah. Hey, I like this one a lot. I mean, if there's one game that would probably give me a little bit of angst, it's maybe that Texans or Titans game. But other than that, I might throw some money on this myself. I like it, Nate. Oh, man, I appreciate that. <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing, Justin. I really like this one. And uh, you hit the nail on the head. The one that I'm a little worried about is the Texans, uh, plus three and a half. But... I like everything else here. I might actually bet this one instead of my own. Awesome. So I'm going to close it out here, and I'm going with a teaser. So remember, with a teaser, you can move spread six points. So my teaser on a four-leg is going to be Chicago at Carolina, Chicago plus seven. So they got to get beat by a whole touchdown. I'm going Minnesota at home versus Atlanta plus two. I'm going to go Detroit plus two and a half at Jacksonville. And then I'm going Houston plus nine and a half. At Tennessee, that teaser will pay out a plus two fifty seven payout. I definitely like all those odds. They all uh, all make sense to me. All seems like something that can definitely hit this week. Yeah, you know, pretty straightforward. There, we talked about most of those games already. Uh, maybe maybe Jacksonville, you know, and and uh, your main man uh, Gardner Minshew may have something to say about that <laughs> in that Detroit game. But besides that. You know, they're a team that either shows up or doesn't. There's no really in-between there, so depends what Jacksonville you get this week. But again, in these parlays, you're going to have you're gonna have your guarantees, and then you're going to have the ones that are, uh, you know, on, on the edge, and that's, that's what you need to hit to make some money. Awesome. All right, well, that'll wrap us up for tonight. We appreciate everyone listening in. Guys, go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you on social media so they can hit us up with any questions on these betting lines. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. And find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. And again, this is Justin at JF Hornets 25. We look forward to giving you guys all the results to see how we do next week. Remember, you can find We Know Fantasy on all your social media outlets. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the web at We Know Fantasy. Thank you guys for tuning in once again, and have a good night.